today I want to talk about appetite, like healthy appetite. And I started thinking about this on Friday, that beautifully sunny day. I decided to go to uh, Boulevard Park in Bellingham. Have you guys ever been there where there's that boardwalk and that pier that you walk out on? I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know if I want to get on the freeway because it was like major tulip traffic and stuff. And, oh, and then we got there and we started walking. And as soon as I started walking, I start, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And it's like something dramatic happened to me. Something almost like magical happened as I was walking along. So I'd come up there with kind of some anxiety and stress and whatever. And all of a sudden, it just started melting. And I was like, this is amazing. How is this possible? And it was like everything about it. It was like the sun on the waves, you know, sparkling and like the screeching of the seagulls, the big, we went down and, and we're sitting on these big smooth rocks and you could see the barnacles and all the seaweed and the kelp and little, the little funny little ducks that, that would dive down and just the constant roar, rolling of the waves on the shore and just going back out and coming back in and just staring at that for like, 30 minutes we sat there with our snacks and everything. And I just thought, what is it about this? I just feel like there's this um, something like a refreshing and like a, all of a sudden the stress was melting and I was feeling like, a, uh, like I was being healed, you know? And I thought, this is just nature. And I, I thought, well, I wonder if God is just trying to speak to me through nature because oftentimes God does. God speaks to us and just our experiences going out in nature. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. But in, in the Bible, there's um, like images, you know, things that, that God talks about that are about nature that we can connect with so we can understand about God. But for me, the idea was appetite. Um, there's something about it that um, that I believe that God just was trying to show me that that I became energized, even though I was really tired. All of a sudden, I had all this energy, and um, I started to feel kind of like restored, and to the point where the next day, which was yesterday, um, and it's like, do you want to go back up to that park? And I'm like, yeah, I think I do. We ended up not going, though, because for other reasons, but like I was drawn to that. But in the meantime, I feel like God was really working on my heart to tell me something that how could I have missed this? It's like, have you ever um, done something that was healthy? And you're like, why didn't I do this before? Why has it been so long? Maybe it's just that I missed the ocean or something. But I feel like God does heal us through nature. God heals us, us through people, which is nature. God heals us through, you know, just our experiences of interaction with animals. Like our dog has been incredibly healing to us. And matter of fact, the other day when Anna and I were, were trying to give Jasper, I don't know if you've ever met Jasper, but he's this, this very, very, very hairy dog. Very like, like he looks like Scooby-Doo. I don't know if you know Scooby-Doo, but like tons of hair. But we were trying to give him a trim and it was it was so hilarious. I just started, I could like falling over on him and laughing my guts out. It was like the most healing thing. Laughter was so healing. God gives us laughter. God gives us tears. God gives us um, just things that, reactions that happen to us um, that he's made us to be able to, to do, to, to experience something. 
that fills up an empty spot in us. So um, maybe we don't know that it's kind of how it is with God. Like there's something that we, when we haven't been in God's presence for a while, and then we are in God's presence, we're like, why don't I do this more often? Why don't I spend this kind of quality time where I just sit there? I'm not, I don't really have an agenda. I'm just soaking up God's presence. Like I'm soaking up the beach. And I don't have to like work hard. I don't have to memorize scripture. I can just sit there in God's presence. It might just be with another person, just listening to them talk about their experience with God that draws me in, or it could be, I don't know, it could be scripture that you're just reading a story and all of a sudden you feel like you're transported somewhere and that the Holy Spirit just like enlivens the scripture to like all these words are just jumping off the page. They're meant for me, just me. Like I know this is is speaking to me in a fresh way. So I think that's that's how it is with God. And I think God, God was drawing me to a heart. So consider some of these scriptures. Psalm 63 says, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and parched land. So I don't think that the parched land is necessarily a physical desert as much as it is just the dryness that we can find ourselves in in our lives and i um and, but it says that our flesh like our literal body um needs needs and longs for god you know our soul which is our mind our emotions um longs for god um jesus says i am the bread of life so it's funny he talks about himself as food right he says, I am the bread of life. The person who comes to me will not hunger, and the one who believes in me will never thirst. So could we be having an appetite for God, kind of like I had an appetite for the ocean that I didn't really realize that I had until I, I was experiencing it, until God drew me up there? Um, I think that's how it is. Um, Jeremiah the prophet said this. For I, God, is, he's speaking for God. God is saying, for I will satisfy the weary soul. You know, we get like tired inside of our emotions and our, um, and so forth. And every soul I will replenish. So what does that make me think about is satisfying the weary soul and every soul I will replenish. Does that make you think about another psalm? To me, it makes me think of the Good Shepherd in Psalm 23, because literally those, those same words, weary soul and replenishing, shows up there. Um, when the Good Shepherd says to us, uh, um, or when the person who writes this says, the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside still waters. He restores my soul so again there's a picture of nature that we can relate to thinking about this this good shepherd that's leading a, a tired and weary and scared sheep like us you know sheep had to always be searching for you know for food all day long with their head down just much 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 but always looking behind their shoulder for maybe a predatory thing like a wolf you know they could just rest but the good sh shepherd was showing them where the green pastures were to eat where the good water was and restoring, you know, restoring their soul. Because we need to be restored. Our soul gets dry, our soul gets tired, and we need it. But 
How is it that we don't know it sometimes? Well, I think that the problem is, is that we often fill ourselves with junk when we're hungry. So, you know, I love to eat junk food, I'll admit it. And I'd rather eat junk food sometimes than go make a big meal because making a healthy meal is just too, too much of a pain. So if I have, if I had a bag of chips there, I just eat those. And, and then whatever else good thing can lie, just kind of munch on. If I had my way, I'd be eating junk food all day. I love it. Red licorice, black licorice, barbecue potato chips, nachos, um, just tons of junk food I love. And then though, if I eat it, I'm like, oh, so good. But I can be sick afterwards. I'm like, oh, and I'll like have like stomach pains all day. Well, I think we kind of do that. Like we fill our lives with junk because it's just faster, you know, who wants to make a healthy meal? I mean, I like, actually, I like a healthy meal. When I have a healthy meal, it's soul food. And I'm like, when someone makes me a meal, I'm like, this is like soul food. This is, this is, and we, talk, we talk about soul food because it, something about it touches our very soul even. And God knows that. I mean, there's so many pictures in the Bible about Jesus eating with his disciples. He barbecues uh, some fish and some bread on the beach and who wouldn't want to be there right have breakfast on the beach with jesus you know he there's lots of times when he would eat with his disciples and he loves to share a meal with us and he he wires us to want to have like a meal together afterwards and show up and bless our fellowship right but the problem is is when we junk when we when we spend our day like snacking on junk all day long um it kind of like wrecks our appetite for the real for real food for real nourishment, which we need. And then we, we kind of lose our appetite for what God wants to give us. So what are some examples of like the junk that we could be tempted to fill ourselves with? I don't mean like literal junk. Maybe like, what are some things that, that we could be tempted to fill our lives with? Yes. HBO. What? Negative energy. Okay. Like social media. When you say negative energy, you mean like like thinking about negative thoughts, like that person did this. So what do you mean? Should be very broad. Like fill in the blank. Negative thoughts. I heard. I don't know if this is true. I've heard this several times. That eighty percent of people's thoughts are negative. Like thinking eighty percent of our thinking with a lot many people is negative thinking. Like well, the that person. I'll never handle. They'll never handle. I want to have, I want, I want, I want, I want, you know, it's like that kind of thing. And I, if we catch ourselves, it's like, dang, how much of our lives is just filled with that kind of stuff and filled with junk? No more um, bread for Jesus. He's a diabetic. What? No more bread for Jesus. He's okay. A He's a diabetic. Okay. Except for Jesus said, I'm the bread of life, but not the kind of bread that he's even... Even gluten-free people can have that kind of bread. He's for everyone. It's the kind of bread that's like it came that he came down from heaven. As a matter of fact, he says, I'm the manna that came down from heaven. Remember the man in the desert that uh, God showed to Moses and those people that could collect it, but only on a daily basis. They could only have fresh manna. It's like it was like bread in a way. But he fed these guys in the dry desert for 40 years, I guess, or something. And every day they could go out and collect it, except on the weekend or except on the Sabbath, the day they were supposed to rest, 
and God would give them double on that day so they could collect enough so they wouldn't have to go out and work. But only for one day could they have it because if they tried to keep it for two days, it would get worms in it. And that's a picture of us. Like God wants us to, God has wired us to have an appetite for him. And it can only be filled with him. It has to be fresh, fresh Jesus. The world capsules for everybody. So, and yeah, whatever. And so, uh, like, think about it. When Jesus said, um, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. Like, oh, that's disgusting. I'm talking about Jesus. And he goes, it's a spiritual thing. He's not, he's not saying you have to, like, you know, eat my flesh, this flesh, but mysteriously, mystically, we're to understand this, that we need to feed on Jesus every day, fresh, we can't have, it can't be like yesterday's memories and experiences and miracles, it has to be fresh for today. So speaking in riddles confuses us? Um, one second, okay, just let yeah. me finish, we'll talk about that afterwards, okay, but anyways, um, and that's what we do during communion, is we get around in a circle and we remember and we enact this fact that Jesus is among us and that we feed on him through the bread. That's a reminder of us, but miraculously something happens when we're taking the bread. I can't even tell you exactly. That's another that's another sermon or another talk. But the, the point is we have an appetite for Jesus, which can only be filled by Jesus and nothing else. Yeah. And there's this song that says, uh, that warns us, because we go to, often go to other sources that are not healthy sources, right? And to be, to fill ourselves up with God. I'm not saying that there aren't good things that aren't God, because like the beach, okay, the ocean, that's not God, but yet God restores us through nature. But if I just only went to God and said to the beach and goes, this is my new God. It's just so awesome. And some people do that or like they get into whatever thing they get into and they're like, this is my new God. No, that's no. God is drawing us to him through, through nature and actually can restore us. But that's not God, right? It's like, from- it's like a gift from God. It's like it points to God and it actually can partially satisfy us, but it's also more, it's, 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 God wants to lead us to his very heart. So he reminds us in Psalm 81, 9 through 10, he says, don't have a foreign God. I am the Lord, your God. This is the cool part. Listen, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Okay. Again, he's using a picture of nature. What does this remind you of? Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Who said that? Absolutely. Me too. And that's what Anna said when we were reading this yesterday. She's like, those baby birds in the nest and bring like they, their mouths are giant. They're like half of them is a mouth, half of them is a beak, and the rest is this little furball. And they're just like so loud. And the mama is, you know, she's going back and forth. The mom and the dad, I don't know if both of them keep, but they're, you know, knocking themselves out, bringing food to that baby until they're able to go out. But God loves pictures of nature. He wants us to be curious and be drawn in through the beauty of his creation, like a baby bird, which is completely fragile in this little nest. And that's what he says about us. He realizes that we're fragile. We just need to open our mouths, you know, to God, not to other stuff, but to God. And he will, he will fill it. Isn't that amazing? 
So um, uh, could this be a remedy for addiction, possibly? Afterwards, after, okay, gotta let me finish. Um, uh, could this be a remedy for any kind of addiction or any kind of replacement or foreign god, let's say, that we might have? Do you think? I, I, I think, I think so. I think it could be. Um, and Jesus in Matthew, in the Beatitudes, he's saying, you're blessed, you're happy. Those of you who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And I think that's like the path that God called us on, you know, again, back in Psalm 23, he leads me on right paths. We get on the, the life, the, the road to, to life. Um, he, we are going to be filled. Our hunger will be filled. Our thirst will be satisfied. And um, so let's think about that. So what are symptoms of spiritual hunger? Uh, these are some things that I, I think could be empty feeling. Sometimes the empty feeling is like, oh, I think I'm depressed. Well, maybe not. Maybe you're not depressed. Maybe you're just empty because you need God. Because you have an appetite, because we've been wired for an appetite for God. A sense of like longing for something you don't have. Okay, maybe I don't have this or that, but actually, maybe there's something deeper that I don't have that day, and that's the presence of God in my life because I'm filling it with foreign gods. How about loneliness, even when you're with people? Have you ever felt lonely when you're with people? And you could think, well, maybe it's just me. But maybe it's God the same. Yeah, people, yes, but also, you know, there's that you can't just fill that, that God need with people all, all day long. And I think that can be a temptation for some of us, you know, because it's fun to be with other people. But have you ever gone away after a party or a gathering and you still have a sense of loneliness and like emptiness? Maybe it's a maybe it's a symptom of hunger for God that we need to pay attention to. And all of our busyness can kind of mask our hunger for God. So like if we get done with a program, school. Uh, maybe you're like not working or something. You're like whatever. All your programs and activities are slow. Maybe you hurt yourself, so you're you're in bed with your foot up or you got COVID or whatever. This can also this can be kind of a time of a scary time because you don't have all this business. It makes you realize, wow, who am I without all my activities? And that makes us have spiritual hunger. So, what are the remedies? What can we do about it? Well. We can ask God for an appetite for him but sometimes. Because it says, ask him for anything and he'll give it to you. He'll give you an appetite for him. And he, he can take away our cravings for stuff that's really too hard for us on our own. And he can give us an appetite for stuff that doesn't make us sick, but make, that heals us. Um, hang out with people who are hungry for God. I mean, all any of us who are in recovery know that if you hang out with people who aren't hungry for God, that stuff that's not God, you're going to still be hungry at the end of the day, even if you're eating a bunch of stuff or doing a bunch of stuff. Um, stop eating the stuff that's junk in our lives. And uh, the last thing is do something for Jesus. Like sometimes our focus can be so much on ourselves and what we don't have or how we feel about what someone said that we forget to focus on Jesus. Just try going doing something for Jesus and he'll show up and miraculously when you give out, like if you're praying for someone or encouraging someone or just texting them, thinking about them, miraculously, you find your cup filling up. 
for some reason. It's really cool. So those are just some ideas. And um, so I just like to close with saying that remember that Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He uses, he uses that picture of food every day. And Bob is going to now come up and we're going to have a little activation for this, um, for what, what we've been sharing. So one of the things that I think we need to do in a way with God is experiment with God and experiment with Jesus. Because uh, if Jesus is the bread of life and uh, in a symbolic way where, and if the Holy Spirit is the comforter, well, how are we going to know that? You know, we've got to uh, we've got to lean in towards that reality and trust that it's true, and you know, and ask and pray. And um, you know, we need to learn how to snack on Jesus, so to speak. Where you know, take a hit of Jesus. Else. Like we need to do what we would normally think about the ways that we normally fill that emptiness, and and try to be deliberately like like asking Jesus to help us and to fill us, fill that emptiness. You know, sometimes that can be like praying over a part of our bodies where we're feeling this emptiness. You know, like sometimes I feel it right in right in the pit of my stomach, you know, or in my chest or or my head. And um, you know, and just to pray, you know, Holy Spirit, fill me right now. And um, and that's what I'd like us to do is uh is just pray a little bit. There's a you know, like I, I've been thinking a lot about meth and uh, and also just energy drinks and coffee, like I'm not really an energy drink addict, but I'm a, I drink a lot of coffee, okay? And I get why people would use meth. I, I completely get the desire to, to be full of energy. I, but you know, it says in the Bible, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Well, Amen. and the strength that would be clean strength, you know, like clean energy, clean strength. Clean, green energy. Like, clean. you know, when we can wait on God for the strength that comes from heaven, that's a substance that's a pure holy substance that actually does energize i i've been learning how to do that and i think we need to we need to pedal that you know we need to push it we need to teach people about it talk about it we need to experience it ourselves like where we actually are, are tasting and seeing that the lord is good so to speak right and the lord so is anyway. not just ideas the lord is actually present like really here for real not just up in the sky but God is invisible, right? And so that's why it requires faith. Yeah, speak. Okay. So let's pray right now. I just want us to maybe let maybe put a put a hand, or it can be an invisible hand. You don't have to do it in front of everybody, but like you can do it. Put like where you feel that need for God to fill you, right? The the painful part of your body that you would maybe normally maybe use a substance to to make that pain go away, or the emptiness that you would use a substance to fill that pain. Let's just pray right now. We're going to put on some worship music and just try to wait on the Holy Spirit. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we, we ask right now that you would come and fill us and uh, bring your comfort into these places of our souls, our bodies, where we feel the pain, where we feel the, the loneliness, where we feel the emptiness. We ask that you would fill us right now. Um, Jesus. Uh, we ask Jesus that you would be the bread of life for us. We would, we want to just take you in to our ourselves right now through, by faith. We want to um, breathe you in, uh, Holy Spirit. We want to, uh, we welcome you. We we ask for you to 
to, to meet our, our deepest needs. Teach us how to trust you to meet our, our needs that we would fill with other things uh, normally. Help us to just take that leap of faith and trust you.